This is a headgum podcast. You will dream it. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And welcome to Who's There for this week, the week of the Super Bowl. The week of the Super Wait, it's this weekend? It's Saturday? Yeah, it's Sunday? I think it's this weekend. Oh. I know. I didn't, know I didn't even think about that either until today at work. Somebody was like, oh, it's the Super Bowl. Gaga. The most expensive Super Bowl halftime show of all time. You know that, Lindsay? They're spending $10 million. Is that true? I mean, is it because it gets more expensive every year or? I think that's what it is. No, okay, it's like, it's like, like how. unfair. It's like every time the iPhone comes out and it's like right. the best iPhone ever. And it's like, yeah, because no. it's not the, it's not the last one. I mean, literally every year it's the most expensive thing of its thing because there's more money to spend. Also, right. like, you know, Gaga is like pulling in all the stops. She's going to get political. Did you hear that? Did you hear that rumor? Of course she's going to get political. Because, well, the rumor was that she could, that the NFL was like, Gaga, listen, you can't get Don't political. Don't get political. <laughs> and then the NFL was like, we would never say that to Gaga. So how dare you start that rumor? So apparently she's going to get political, which of course, great. I wonder if like Pepsi wants to get her to get political. I doubt that. Do you think she's going to wear the pink hat? Do you think she's going to wear um, the known who pink hat? She's going to fly out on a giant pink hat. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be better than the the more you know star from... Katie's year. Oh, that was so good. Katie's year was so that good. Really I'm excited was. to watch this. Um, okay, so aside from Gaga on a giant flying pink hat, what else do we have for this week? <laughs> uh, we have some comments. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, we got a lot of calls about um, Tyne Daily, which I thought was really funny, but the most important one and the only one I'm going to play now is from the person who left us the original call who wanted to apologize for um, pronouncing her name wrong and also had another comment, which I think is great. Here we go. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Abby. Um, so I called a few days ago about Tyne Daly, and I guess I said her name wrong, so I apologize first of all. But the other day I was looking on, like, my newsfeed thing on Facebook, and I saw the name Tom Daly. And for a second, I'm not going to lie, I thought it was Tyne Daly again. But then I, like, read the article, or not even read the article, I looked at the blip of the article, and it was, like, this guy broke both of his legs while skiing at Sundance, which, first of all, I didn't even know people skied at Sundance. I thought that was just, like, a movie thing. But anyway, I was like, wait, are these two people related? But I already, like, didn't want to waste more time on the Daly family if they are related, because that's, like, too much. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, maybe you guys could, like, let me know, and so then I don't have to, like, do an additional Google search on the dailies, if they are related. I hope they are, they kind of look alike. Okay, um, thank you. Okay, bye, good form, Bella Thorne. First of all, she apologized for getting the, the pronunciation of Tyne Daly wrong. Second of all, she called Tyne Daly's brother, Tim Daly, Tom <laughs> Daly, so the whole call she got Tom... <laughs> She got Tim Daly's name wrong the entire time. Abby, I love you, but like, are you trolling us? Because this is hysterical. Third <laughs> Who's of all, Tom yes, Daly. Tim Daly. Tom Daly is the, the swimmer, the diver. Tom Daly is the swimmer. Yeah, the gay the swimmer gay who's one. engaged to the gay swimmer. The gay swimmer engaged to Dustin Lance Black. This is a wild call because I could see myself very much doing the same thing. Like Tom Daly and Tim Daly are very easy to mix up. Come on. Oh, absolutely. 
So um, Tim Daly, the reason he was in the news, which again was by a complete coincidence, we weren't out there like sabotaging Tim Daly's skis in Park City, Utah. Tim uh, Daly. How for, dare you even imply that we would do such for, a thing? For Tyne Daly promo. How sick and twisted would that be? Like that would get like the most fucked up HBO documentary. Um, <laughs> um, like the, from the director of Beware the Slender Man. Slender Man. Oh, um, so. Tim Daly broke his legs, both of them, by the way, in a skiing I mean, accident. I feel really bad for Tim Daly, but there is something extremely comical about breaking both your legs. I'm sorry. Like, just when I saw that headline, I... I oh, absolutely. I lost it a little bit just because, like, breaking both your legs. And also, people Instagrammed a picture of him and were like, uh, like, sending our love and prayers for Tim <laughs> Daly, who broke both legs on the ski slopes. I was like, what? Also, I mean, to be f- this is this is reason number six thousand. I will never go skiing again. Reason numbers one through five thousand nine hundred ninety-nine are the deaths of Natasha Richardson and Sonny Bono. Okay, but also like reason number skiing. two is that it's cold, and reason number three is that it's uncomfortable. Right? Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> also, I grew up in Texas. I did not learn how to ski. You only. I, it is, I'm going to assert that you were only good at skiing if you grew up skiing. I did um, not. I grew up skiing and I'm awful at skiing. So let's <laughs> not even make assertions we don't know anything about. Um, but anyway, so yes, commenter. Tim Daly broke his legs. And yes, he is Tyne Daly's younger brother. You may know him from the show Wings. Um, and Madam Secretary, which I didn't know. The reason I know him from Wings is because this is a very strange little anecdote and it'll be a little short one. Wings to me was always a very adult show. Like my parents watched Wings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's for that's for the parents. Mm-hmm. But then as I grew up, I realized like Wings sucks. Like Wings isn't good for anyone. Um, <laughs> Were you like, I don't get this because it's for adults. But it all, actually you didn't get it because it was just bad. No, I didn't get it because it was bad. Um, next comment. Good story, actually. Yeah, wow. Thanks. Next comment. Oh, first. Oh, I also wanted to say, Abby. Abby wanted us to shout out her best friend, um, or not best friend, one friend, a friend, Katie. It's her birthday. Wait, you just totally also ruined the shout out by saying that this I know is I not her it. best friend. Abby, is this your best friend? Abby wanted us to shout out someone she knows. <laughs> Maybe her friend. I don't know. <laughs> Happy birthday, Katie. I'm so sorry your friend Abby can't get any names right, um, but hopefully she calls you. Happy <laughs> birthday, Kathy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kati. Okay, next call, which I love. This is very long, Lindsay, but I'm, I forced Lindsay to not listen to this so that she could be surprised by the reveal. And it's very long. All right. So I work at a restaurant, and I, I manage a restaurant. I'm actually the director of – I'm the food and beverage director of a restaurant. And I was there one day, and we got a call, and my floor manager told me, we just got this call. This guy called, and he wanted to place an order three hours ahead of time because he had a very important actress coming, a very well-known actress coming, and he wanted to make sure that she had her food because she was very hungry. And so they allowed him to order three hours ahead of time, blah, 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 blah. So I said, do you know who the actress is? And he said, no, don't know who the actress is. Um, and so we just waited, we knew the guy that called, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They show up, and I was standing at the host stand, and I was waiting, I was waiting, I was like, oh my god, who do you think it is? And my floor manager was like, oh my god, what if it's Angelina Jolie? And I'm like, it's not going to be Angelina Jolie, like, whatever. And like, the rest of my work at, we get some, like, celebrities, and I'm like, it's probably going to be one of our regulars, it's probably going to be Meg Ryan, it's probably going to be Jessica Lange, it's probably going to be, like, one of our regular people, like, no big deal, no big deal, Jessica Lange shows up, whatever. I was like, it's not going to be a big deal. It's going to be fine. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting. 
show finally 12 o'clock comes when they're supposed to show up and i'm standing there and these three women show up and one man and i'm waiting and they're like hey we have a reservation i think somebody called ahead of time for us ordered some food because we're really hungry and i was like oh yeah, yeah yeah here's your table i'm staring at this woman i could tell which one of these three women was the one that was supposed to be the well-known actress I'm staring at her and i was like i don't I don't know who this woman is. I'm just staring at her, staring at her. And I see some at their table, whatever. And I'm like, ah. and my my hostess who was working that day, she's a lot younger. She's like, I don't know, 19, 20 years old. And I'm like, do you know who that is? She's like, nope, no idea who that is. So I was like, okay. Uh, I go to the server that went and served them. And I was like, do you know who that actress is? She's like, nope, no idea. Nobody knew who she was. So I go downstairs and I'm like, all right, like whatever. She's nobody. Like, don't know they just lied like blah 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 get a text message from the floor manager and she just goes ali larder and i'm like i don't how who what she's like the actress ali larder i don't i don't know who that is i google her and i'm like oh my god ali larder drive me crazy ali larder legally blonde ali larder final destination like i know who ali larder is I think back, and I'm like, I have, that woman upstairs is not Allie Larder. I have no idea who she is. My floor manager just sends me a fucking naked photo of Allie Larder. It just says Allie fucking Larder. That's it. That was literally the most exciting surprise of my life. It was so good. The whole time Lindsay was listening, you can't hear this, I don't think, but she was like, what? No. Who? Huh? Hey? Who is it? What? Well, the, I just what? love that no one in the entire restaurant has any idea who this woman is. I just love that like they were like, well, you know, Jessica Lang, no problem. <laughs> Meg Ryan, not a problem. Just, you know, just a normal night at this restaurant, whatever the hell this restaurant and is. And even she was like, even if it were Angelina Jolie, I'd be like, whatever. But meanwhile, and then the buildup is so great, and it's Allie Larder. Also, like, amazing that you literally ran around the restaurant trying to figure out who it was. Props to you for, like, that investigation. Also, sorry, Allie Larder. Also, who's calling Who's calling three hours in advance for food? Ugh, Allie Larder is starving. Also, if you're starving, you don't wait three hours. If you're starving, you eat then. Um, right, like, get a sandwich. Um, but I don't really want to critique Allie Larder's dietary practices. Let's move on to the next comment. Chrissy Teigen literally is the reason that she and her boyfriend are Oh, together. no, I want to hear this story. Hey, guys, it's Kirby. So basically what happened is five years ago, Chrissy Teigen, when she was the hooiest of who's, she was not a them with hooey tendencies in her hearts. Um, she got super drunk on Twitter and was like, hey, guys, um, I need you. If you want me to follow you on Twitter, I'm going to do a Twitter following spree. Just send me a picture of yourself doing the following, which was like, find a small plant, scratch your armpit, and smile with no teeth. And take a picture of it and upload it to Twitter, and then I will follow people that I, like, think their pictures are great. So, of course, I'm drunk, too. I'm at a birthday party. I want to do this because I'm obsessed with her. So I run outside because I can't find a small plant, and I take a giant leaf off of a tree, and I basically run inside in front of a fireplace. I scratch my armpit. And, of course, when she said smile with no teeth, she just meant simply smile um, and then, you know, make sure that your teeth aren't showing. But I'm a complete idiot. And I thought she meant, like, covering your lips, like, covering your teeth with your lips like a grandma, like I was geriatric or something and only had gums. So I did that, and I posted it in front of this fireplace. And, of course, she loved it, obviously. And she followed me and retweeted it. And because of that retweet, my boyfriend, Patrick, saw it. And he had also done his own little photo, um, smiling the proper way. 
um, and she followed him. And so then he followed me because of this retweet. I saw that he worked at ESPN and had, like, a decent amount of Twitter followers. And, of course, I'm, like, an equal opportunity Twitter follower. So I'm, like, sure, I'll follow him, too. And basically we had Twitter banter – Twitter? We had Twitter banner for, I don't know, three years until he moved from Bristol, Connecticut to Los Angeles for Fox Sports. And it took us three years to actually meet in real life. Like, I, for whatever reason, thought that he – like, when we would match on, on dating apps, as you do in Los Angeles, I thought he was only swiping right because he was like, oh, I know this person, kind of. Not like, oh, I'm actually attracted to you. And he went as far to message me on Facebook to be like, hey, I live in L.A. now. Here's my number. Let's be friends in real life. Let's go to coffee. And I just thought he wanted to network. But he was like, I was trying to be nice and, like, not, like, take you out to drinks because I didn't want you to think I was trying to get in your pants. Longest story ever short, we ended up meeting – I invited him to my birthday party, December 2015. He showed up by himself, and literally we've been dating ever since that night. So we've been dating for 12 months, and that is what I like to call modern romance a la Twitter and Chrissy Teigen. Oh, my God. That is like You've Got Mail too. That's the plot line. That's the plot line of You've Got Mail too, and it all involves Chrissy Teigen. Oh, my God. Kirby's relationship is literally the plot line of You've Got Mail too, the sequel to You've Got Mail. And also, she's a. It's. I love that she's a like an OG Chrissy Teigen super fan, following Chrissy Teigen for years. That is so Come romantic. On. My heart is warmed. That is the most romantic story I've ever heard. I'm so not disappointed by that. I hope that. Chrissy listens to this. Well, I hope, I hope Chrissy listens to this for many it. reasons, because, like, what up, Chrissy? But that is just a wonderful story, and my heart is actually warmed. No, Chrissy um, should know that story if she doesn't know it already because that is the nicest thing I've ever heard. And props to, like, your now boyfriend for not being, you know, the the DM slide, the Facebook message. The kind of first contact can be very shady with these situations, and it mm-hmm. sounds like he handled it well. <clears throat> Thank you, Kirby, so much. Lindsay, I want to play this call for you because I think this person has called before. So about four hours into the Women's March in D.C. on Saturday, I turn – Standing about 50 feet away from me, through a sea of people, I spy none other than Annabella Avery, Bella Thorne. And she does these things in this order. First, she poses for a selfie. Second, she takes out her phone to take the selfie while maintaining the pose. And third, once the selfie has concluded, she takes her Polaroid camera from around her neck and takes a sweeping shot of the landscape. So honestly, as one photographer to another, really good form, Bella Thorne, and even better form to the millions of marginalized women and other marginalized groups who will continue to fight against Trump's oppression. Bye. That was A-plus delivery. Gorgeous a wonderful call. call. A wonderful Gorgeous call. call. Oops. Very Gorgeous call. A nice little call. Um, the only other call that was, we've played too many comments. I cannot, but, um, yeah, but like those are all extremely, they're all extremely good. good. Wow. Oh my God, they're extremely good. And now we can get into the regular calls. Let's do it. Hi, Who Weekly. This is, um, Brett from New York. Uh, so the annual Vanity Fair cover was released and I was really hoping you guys could rank everyone on the cover from themiest to whoiest. Um, I've always wondered who is more of a them between the two Fanning sisters. So this is the perfect opportunity for me to get an answer. Thank you so much. I appreciate you both and good form, Bella Thorne. Okay, um, <clears throat> this is a really good question. I was very, I'm like so many people, I love the reveal of the Vanity Fair Hollywood issue. And this is the second year in a row, by the way, that they had all women on the cover. Did you know that? 
Last I always, year was all women. It's funny because I forget every this year that it's women. not all women. But yeah, no, it's yeah. great. Well, sometimes it's like very obnoxious where it's like Brad Pitt holding up someone and Matt Damon yeah. holding up someone. It's it very really obnoxious. It should really never have men on it. I don't know why it ever has men on it anyways. No. But this is a great cover. Because it's also no one cares about what the men are wearing because they're always wearing the same thing. It's also funny because you can really see who Vanity Fair loves. And I think – and I, I mean that as not even like a – I just mean like a lot of magazines have institutional favorites, like the, mm-hmm. you know the the people that the editors there love and the people who run it love, and and whenever you read Vanity Fair and see who they put and how beautiful they make them look, you can tell exactly who they love. Like you know? they love Lupita, they oh, love Amy, they love Lupita, but also it's because like you know Amy and Lupita look freaking amazing. They look so good. They look amazing. So this caller wanted to know how we would rank them. Oh, also I wanted to point out, I think it's my sinking suspicion is that the reason that they did women the second year in a row because you feel like money talks i bet last week last year sold really well oh I it's bet. like where it's like if it ain't broke don't fix it let's just do all women oh, again sure. they realize like oh, why sure. the fuck do we need to put and they're not why doing... do we need to put channing tatum on the cover again no offense no to channing fuck tatum, that but love. also um what's interesting is like they didn't say like Last year, I don't know if last year did they say like all women? Like, did they point out that it was all women? Oh, because absolutely. This year, well, absolutely this year they, they did. didn't really. No, they didn't. So this year it's just like, well, we just chose these people and it's all women. It's like, so deal this with is it. the new normal. This is the new normal. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and say let's just see if let's start from them's and work our way down to who's and Portman. see if Portman. But would you would you put Portman above all three of those other women? Yes. Yes. I was gonna actually put. Okay. No, you're wrong. It's Portman. So Portman, then Adams, then Lupita, then Emma? I think Emma's above Lupita, honestly. This year? I'm just like, I, well, yeah, this year, I would just, the only reason that I would maybe want to put Lupita over Emma is because there's sort of like, Lupita seem, Lupita's not as present, like in this, like Lupita still seems sort of um, untouchable compared to Emma Stone. Oh, still, I agree. To still, to me, Emma Stone is very much like a teen movie star, like a teen I, girl star. Nah, La La Land is like uh, no, her I know. I mean, I no, I understand like that. Elevated. I mean, I understand in like that. A rationally. Vanity Fair context, Lupita's like. Yeah, and that's but that's the only reason I would put her just like a tiny sliver above. But yeah, if we're talking about specifically right now, I guess Emma Stone has to be above Lupita. But they're all very, very A list. Moving oh, on to yeah. the next page, it's like sort of crazy because you've got Ruth Nega, both fanning sisters for reasons I don't even want to begin to comprehend. Wait, can we just, before we even like go into the ranking here, both of us like essentially the, had the same issue with this cover quite immediately, which is why the <laughs> fuck is Dakota fanning on this cover? <laughs> Do you have any? Do you have any clue? Well, guesses as to why. So Lindsay and I were communicating about this over the Google Doc, where we saw each other writing the exact same thing at the same time, and both of us concluded that they really just wanted L, but L made it um, it's a deal. Be. Was like, was like, I'm not going on that without my sister. It's and gotta Vanity be. Fair said, you know what? That's fine. Because this is a speculation, obviously. No, but I. But almost, I just thought it was funny I'm, that we both had the same thought at the same time. Sorry. I'm very. Very positive. I'm like, I'm like 83% positive that it's, that it's, because think about it. Like, what did Dakota Fanning do this year? She was in the awful, awful, awful Ewan McGregor 
directed adaptation of American Pastoral. It one of the worst movies I saw all year. So literally no one talked about it. It was yep. bad. No one cared. And yet Vanity Fair is pulling out Dakota Fanning to say, oh, she was in this movie that makes her on this cover. While all these other women have actual credits that people did yeah. see and did love and did get very well reviewed. I feel like the argument might be that Dakota Fanning has some stuff in the pipeline. Um, but all of these women are in big things. What could right she have now. in the pipeline? What? what, what, what? <laughs> no, I think she. I think she was in a Sundance movie. Don't quote me. I don't even feel like researching it. But you're right. She shouldn't be here compared to everyone else. Like compared to Ruth Nega, who's right next to her. Like, what are you talking about? I just feel like Elle Fanning had a great year. Always has great years. Is always beloved. She was in like the Neon Demon, which I know people hated, but was like buzzy. Yep. And she was in 20th Century Women, and probably something else that I'm forgetting. She was in like 700 movies this year. She's like the most buzzy young actress right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's also right. beautiful. She's also like a, a a fashion icon or whatever. And yeah. Dakota Fanning, who like got an early start, is <laughs> early not. St- Really? Early start in it, but the thing about like Elle Fanning's big break was uh, maybe something. Well, well, well. Elle Fanning is in this this year is in the Neon Demon where she's like this ravishing model, and like this is sort of her breakout year. And and twentieth century when where she's just sort of like very interesting, beautiful, intellectual young woman. Um, memorable, like life-changing young woman. Dakota Fanning's breakout year, she just played this really sad kid of... uh, uh, I am Sam. I mean, they're both... Okay, so you're right. They're both... It's a good point. They both started as young kids, but Elle Fanning has always, from the beginning, there's always something a little bit more. Right. And there's she's, always some... You can tell she's... she's played like, a, like an ingenue or something. She's not like just she's, a young... A lot of times you see young kid actors and yeah. you're like, wow, they're good, but you're actually, in your mind, it's actually, wow, they're good for their age and wow, they're... Um, mm-hmm. What do you call it? When you're you're like a... Like a prodigy? No, but you're, you're like... You're very like amicable as a young kid. I... Uh, there's a word for it that I'm like forgetting. It's like you're you're cute and you're talkative. Precocious. And you're, you're precocious. Exactly. That's right. the word. Yeah, yeah. So you're like a precocious kid and you come off like more impressive than you. Like you're not actually a, a great actor necessarily. You're wanna, just. I don't want to say Millie Bobby Brown, but here I am saying hey, Millie Bobby Brown. Hey, I'm not, not saying that either. I think a lot of kids <laughs> get away with a lot of shit. And so I think there's a huge right. difference between Elle Fanning and Dakota Fanning's careers. Let's say that. Yes. Um, and uh, But anyway, we haven't even finished ranking. So we've okay. got Ruth Nega, Dakota Fanning, Elle Fanning, um, Dakota Johnson, two Dakotas in the same thing, mm. um, Greta Gerwig, Janelle Monet, and Asia Naomi King. Let's rank the rest of them. Um, um, I would say the Fannings, I think, as a group deal are above everyone else there. I agree. Also, then because maybe, Dakota Fanning, even though we're like, why is she here, has better name recognition than yeah, a lot of the people. She's got name recognition. Um, let's go to Janelle Monet next, I would I say. I think so, too, because of music. she's, yeah, she's and that very Pepsi well ad. known outside of And the Pepsi ad. Remember her really good, um, remember her her video that was like entirely sponsored by Samsung? Whenever. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> Uh, so that, oh, that was from, a, was that album, The Electric Lady? Anyway, um, then Janelle Monáe next, easy. Then Dakota Johnson, exclusively because of Fifty Shades and Nepotism. <laughs> Fifty Shades and Nepotism, um, yes. Fifty Shades and Nepotism. Then, so next up we have Greta Gerwig next, uh, Asia Naomi King, and Ruth Negga. And Lindsay and I discussed this before the podcast, and I think we've settled on Greta next, mm. and then, or not Greta next, Asia, Asia next? I think maybe Asia next. I don't watch How to Get Away with Murder. But I think but I think if if we watched How to Get Away with Murder, she would be bigger. 
I know, and I also think that's a big show. So, and yeah, Greta's think, still kind of like this, not was, a thing. Yeah, she's still waiting for her moment, which may or may not happen this year. Also, like, Bobby and I are very self-aware that we're in a bubble of the person who called last week, who was like the New York, you know, New York loving to watch indie movies literati Jesus. or whatever <laughs> whatever like that person did describe the chloe sevigny bubble of nyc that we yeah. live in and so yes we are like more familiar with greta yeah. gerwig and i would and so i think i'm gonna put ruth last even though she's an oscar nominee now no one saw loving i know but also like and people keep asking who she is and it's not even just a thing like i saw loving and actually thought it was fine but that's what I will say movies that people are seeing what I will say is that it seems that most people Mm. seem to be obsessed with Ruth Nega on this cover she seems to be everyone's favorite she has the best look I mean I think she has the most memorable she has the best placement she's literally right in the middle she's wearing gold she looks really good and she looks different than everyone else like Portman looks the exact same as she always looks so does Amy Adams so So does does Emma so so does does Emma so do all of Dakota them. Dakota Fanning kind of. looks, I mean, Dakota Johnson looks kind of crazy and if her dress is insane. me, though, I think Janelle Monet is the best on this cover. She looks great. Oh, uh, well, Jan- I was going to say my favorite two are Janelle and Greta. I love the way they're sitting. I, I love their Lupita position. I think also Lupita looks good because Lupita, like, knows how to freaking model. She, like, we'll see, looks insane. I was thinking about Lupita because you see all that space next to Emma. I was like, yeah. why didn't they put someone there? And I bet they were like, no, no, no. We got to give Lupita the entire body. She, like, you got to see dress, her. I know. She's doing a diagonal. It's great. But also, I think you my can favorite... tell they put Dakota, Johnson, and Emma on the ground. And they were like, what? Like, I bet Emma <laughs> didn't care. But, like, like very funny placement. Um, it's really funny. So um, I guess we end with Ruth, even though. Um, hey, this is a, you know. No offense to Ruth. No offense to Ruth, but like no one knows who you are yet. Yeah, and she's also very new. Yeah, she's very like, new. People will know her now because of this cover. Um, good question, though. Great question. I love talking about this. I would have just like called in and faked the voice and be like, okay, oh, you guys talk about the Vanity Fair Hollywood cover? <laughs> this is Ben. Um, well, thank you, Ben, for calling. Hey, guys. Um, I just finished watching Black Mountain with some wine. And it reminded me that a few years ago, I had an argument with a friend over which Michelle Williams was more famous. Um, And so I was wondering if you could tell me who is, I guess, Demier, Michelle Williams of Brokeback Mountain fame, or Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child. I think that's all. Thank you. Good form, Bella Fine. People love asking this question. I get that it's, like, funny, but it's such a clear answer to me that I almost feel crazy. Same. I understand why people answer it, though. Oh, right. Ask it. Why Why they... Yeah, I understand why people ask it. To me, I mean, it seems like the obvious. What were you going to say? Want to say it at the same time? Want to be, like, one, two, three, shoot? Well, well, they both have the same name, so if we both said Michelle Williams (laughs) at the same time, we would. (laughs) Wait, I didn't even realize that. Um, That would have been really funny, though. Um, I would say, I would say actress Michelle Williams. Of course it's actress Michelle. Like, come on. Um, well, actress Michelle Williams has been consistently working since her biggest, um, career. I mean, I guess it's also hard to compare across music and, uh, movies like A-list, B-list, C-list, but like, but Michelle Williams actress is A-list and Michelle Williams singer is not A-list. I'm sorry. Like, Beyonce is (laughs) A-list. Like, (laughs) but I think something that is really I, 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 I think her relationship with Keith, with Heath Ledger, um, gave yes. her a lot of cachet. Yes. yes. 
um, and did her a lot of favors. I mean, not leaving the tragedy out of it. I mean this very. I mean, I mean this genuinely. Mean, I think no, but her you relationship mean like tabloid. With, I get what you're saying. Yes. Like coverage wise, not like she's a good actress and she is. Yeah. She will always be known for being the you know ex girlfriend, ex wife of this beloved actor who died very tragically and had this very sad story, and that's just always going to sort of not cloud her image, but no, it's but always going to be it's hovering part above of her. her image. It's part of her like narrative. She's also a really really good actress and is in really really good movies. Yeah, and she's good. But what I will say, something that that you can sort of compare the two of them, like she's kind of she's still sort of struggling like not in terms of she will always get work she will always get a like a critical so. award do you really think so but she's never gotten the oscar she's always oh. sort of she's mm, always sort of forgotten Amy Adams. no but remember like brokeback mountain she's in brokeback mountain what do people remember heath and heath and uh jake gyllenhaal she's well, in manchester by the sea and she has arguably the best scene in manchester by the sea she's, a in, movie it that ta- she's hated. in it for five minutes all people talk about is really casey affleck okay but she, i don't know i feel, I feel like, like she's she... always sort of put on the back burner for reasons beyond her control and she always handles that very well she seems like very she's i feel like she's sort of it's a she's in a weird position where she's i think very clearly a-list but she's always in the background regardless it's very easy for people to push her aside i don't see it like that i mean i just don't i don't know i just i don't see her like that i mean i get I know that Busy Phillips, her best friend, would would disagree with me. I understand that, but that's just the way that I interpret it. It's me, Busy Phillips. No, and I think specifically because of Manchester by the Sea, it's like, why the fuck do people keep talking about Casey Affleck's performance in that? He didn't do anything. Michelle Williams did all the acting in that. Bobby, she's in it for four minutes. I'm sorry, no, like yeah, I don't. The most memorable four minutes, and I thought Casey Affleck was very boring in it. Like, he was like, oh, I'm gonna look sad the entire time. Easy. Whatever. That reflects on the whole movie, but I think, I, I. I think what I agree with, I don't agree that she is like, I think she's getting great roles and I think she's like very famous and is beautiful and actually really well respected and well spoken oh, and da da da. I don't disagree with any of those things. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't think, I don't see her as like struggling. What I do agree with you in that, I think this is probably not how she wanted her life to be in terms of yeah. being remembered or known for one very specific iconic thing, which is unfortunately her boyfriend dying from a gr- drug overdose. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what she does for the rest of her career, like no matter how kind of um, what amazing work that she does, that yeah. will be a big thing because that is ultimately like a very, a very like, you know, <sighs> dramatic thing that happened to her. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to point out another just, evidence of my theory which is barely a theory it's not a theory. Um, remember her remember her movie my week with Marilyn, that was sort of a big deal and people yeah. thought maybe she would in for that yeah who became the more famous person from that movie eddie redmayne and then oh, eddie redmayne know. left that movie to win an oscar for the theory of everything like she starred in a movie about Marilyn monroe as Marilyn monroe and she didn't even no one cared and then the other guy who wasn't even Marilyn monroe ended up becoming more famous i just thought of a thing that supports your theory what so she was in Cabaret, member, But who was more remembered oh, yeah. for being in Cabaret? Oh, my God. Emma Stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Michelle Williams was also did, did in Cabaret. And right, I think struggling was the wrong word to put at it because I don't feel like... You think overshadowed Mich- is a better word. Right. Because it doesn't really seem to phase her. I think mm-hmm. she's very happy mm-hmm. with where her career is. And maybe she's okay with not being in the spotlight. She seems like a very guarded person. She lives in my neighborhood also. Okay, we need to go to the next call. Anyway. So Army Hammer just had a baby. And he's named after him. 
Armand Hammer, Armand, I guess. And I'm just realizing, is Army Hammer, does he have the same name as the detergent? His name's Armand Hammer, Arm and Hammer. It's like Art Vandelay or something. Okay. Um, yeah, so I wanted to call this out because we've never talked about this, and I think Army Hammer is is a who. I think he's sort of a tryhard, and he will eventually become a them. He and is like Allison Williams. He is such a tryhard. Oh, my God. Remember, like, the Lone Ranger didn't work out. Oh, people such thought a he was going to be the breakout. He was two people in a social network, and it didn't work out for oh, him. Oh, God, don't even get me started on the other guy. And he did, what was the other one that he just did? Man from Uncle, which I've heard was good. People loved it. But no one saw it. Um, anyway, so it's just, this is a funny story. If a lot of our v- listeners know it, I'm sorry, but it's funny and it's fun to talk about anyway. Also, okay. he was just in a very buzzy movie at Sundance, Call Me By Your Name. Um, and he might do well in that. Anyway, so yes, his name sounds like Arm & Hammer, the, the company. And his grandfather was like a majority shareholder in the company that owns Arm & Hammer, but what's crazy is, and what's sort of misreported and misremembered, because is that it was just a complete coincidence that the grandfather's name was Armand Hammer and How came to own true? a company. It's totally true. I just verified it with several sources, including this source from uh, Slate, which I which I love. I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this line. This is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, coincidentally, the Church and Dwight Company, which developed Armand Hammer. Developed Arm and Hammer in 1868, 1867, 30 years before Armand Hammer, the, the elder Armand Hammer, was born. Since James Church's original Vulcan Spice Mills was named after the Roman god of fire and craftsmanship, it made sense to adopt a hammer-wielding Vulcan as the Arm and Hammer logo. So when Arm and Hammer becomes the minority shareholder in Church and Dwight, I guess he sort of becomes obsessed <laughs> with the fact that his name sounds like Arm and Hammer. So he names his son Armand Hammer. Then Armand Hammer names Army Hammer, Armand Hammer. Then Armand Hammer hasn't, it's it's sort of deranged. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that Army Hammer named his son after. Like, I it's just feel like deranged. that this, passing this name down is almost cruel. Like, I get that it's a family thing, but it's yeah. such a weird name. But and like, ri- like, very rich white men, like, love, like, passing down their name. I know. They love the legacy of that. I know. So his, so he comes from a lot of money, right? He like, comes that's from a what, lot of money. He's an oil, t- his dad was an oil tar- tycoon. Yeah. Um, but it is, I mean, it's funny, but I think the funniest thing about it is that, yes, it's intentional, but it's coincident. It's coincident. It originated as a coincidence and then it turned into an intentional act of naming every one of your crazy Kendall children, Armand Hammer. I kind of like, I mean, I don't really care about Army Hammer that much except to kind of make fun of him because he's fun to make fun of, but his history is very interesting. His parents were Russian Jewish immigrants like my grandparents oh. and his uh his great great grandfather Julius Hammer um founded the communist party in New York fun right interesting remember when he gave that interview to Playboy that was like I think he regretted it because he like talked about having sex with his wife too much he was like yeah we have like wild sex he and regretted then I think it. Admitted- he worked had to work so hard to get rid of that interview yeah um he was very green at that point anyway i love that very green yeah and now he's he plays you know kind of i think the movie that you mentioned from sundance might actually be a turning point for him like a huge one and i will see if it catches or people care but yeah i think so too it could be a turning point anyways um anyway that was a great episode so whatever i'll let you end Oh, wait, is that what you want to say? Take, a 
great turns. Episode. I don't want to take over your turn. Uh, well, you know what? I guess that uh, another episode of Who's There <laughs> comes to a swift end. <laughs> God. Comes to a, a elongated end. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for calling. Um, that's really it. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You will say that. Oh, can you guys talk about the Vanity Fair Hollywood cover? This has been... That was a HeadGum Podcast.